Yeah, yeah, you're back with your boy Silkman, El Doso, Leone, Swire, Air Silky, your silkiness, the Macho Man, Silky Savage, Nature Boy, Silk Flair, Big Silk Dog in the building with my compadre as always. It's your boy Louie Newton, the people's champ, the resident RZA of the podcast. You, you know all the rest. Yeah, yeah. So Anthropophagy been on a bit of a hiatus. Season 2 coming very soon to your head tops in 22. But in the meantime, check out these Atlanta Season 2 recaps. All right, you're back with Anthropophagy. And we are here Shit. recapping Atlanta. Season two, episode. Uh, what episode is that? Episode uh, five. Episode ba- five. Ba- ba- barbershop. Called the barbershop. So I am Louis Newton, the people's champ, the spook who sat by the door, and then you got Mister. I don't see color over there. Uh, chocolate silky. So um, we gonna jump into it. Like, all right, we started out with the uh, recap straight from Wikipedia, and it's just an overview of the episode. So. This starts, Alfred looks to get his hair cut before a photoshop, a photo shoot for a magazine by his regular barber, Bibby. But instead of, but is instead led through a whirlwind of events involving visiting one of Bibby's girlfriends, cutting their son's hair before Alfred, illegally repossessing lumber, chasing down a different truant son, and committing a hit and run. Alfred finally gets his hair cut upon returning to the barber shop and reluctantly pays Bibby for his services. Sometime later, Alfred comes into the same shop for a haircut, but settles for another barber. He then realizes he doesn't understand barber jargon, given he would just tell Bibby he wants the usual, as he watches Bibby handle a different patron. All right. So, go ahead and start off with your just initial thoughts on it. So, uh, I thought, you know, this was an episode... That was bound to happen, you know, given our the, the cultural uh, interest in the barbershop again, you know, the the run it had with bar, the barbershop movies. There's been a lot mm-hmm. of different things that people like, you know, I think like Bleacher Report, shout out to Bleacher Report did uh, as far as like barbershop episodes where they'll have a bunch of different athletes or entertainers and stuff in a barbershop having conversations. So I felt this episode yeah. was was bound to happen and of course you know it's relatable you know to a guy like me the the scene starts off with somebody like you're always in that situation you wait like a week and a half or so to get a cut and like it's almost like you would die your straits like you call the barber that day to set the appointment <laughs> or whatever and you're all, almost at their mercy so that's the the right. feeling that paperboy's in as you open the scene where where he's there already at the barber shop waiting for his barber See, like with me, I, I I completely relate. Like, and uh, shout out to LeBron, but he doing too. Like with the shop, he right, right. he he doing it big over there. Like same type of thing, barbershop setting. That's like the 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 cultural mecca of the black community per se. You know what I'm saying? Like that, or that's what it's looked at. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so like in my particular situation, I go to the same barber. Like I call in, make an appointment at least. No, you know what? It, I, I say a day in advance sometimes, like because I, I I'm going during the week. I'm trying to avoid all the crowds. It don't matter when I call. It don't matter if it's Saturday before a holiday or a fucking Monday at ten o'clock in the morning. If I make an appointment, I go in there. 
it's gonna be a motherfucker in the chair. It's <laughs> right. gonna be somebody. <laughs> right. it, it might be somebody after that. Like, right. <laughs> it ain't that oh. just going there and like just go sit right now. Like that's what I'm saying. Like when I seen him and the barber walked in, and he's sitting in the chair already. I'm like, shit, he off to a good start. He's doing better than me. <laughs> right. Right. But, it yeah, it'll be ahead. like, oh my bad, my bad, bro. I had somebody in front of you. So hold on, hold on. Like, exactly. like what you would expect exactly. it. They didn't want to start it off a media like that, but you know, you see him deferring to other people throughout the episode. But mm-hmm. another thing, you know, I want to touch on is that whole, you know, the archetype of the Bluetooth walking in with a Kango, <laughs> niggas talk, you don't know who they talking to. It's right. always a situation where somebody's like overextended themselves. Making himself feel more important than they are, and that—that's what you get with Bibby. It's basically a guy who's who's overextending himself, promising way too much to too many people. Mm-hmm. But, but but as far as like the, I'm sorry, go ahead. All right, so see, I, I saw that a little bit, but I also saw it as okay. You did, all we got was Paperboy and Bibby. We didn't get the rest of the barbershop because this all type of other archetypes that. We just didn't really get to see because it, it was focused solely on Bibby and Paperboy. And I think Bibby is playing more than just a barber, more than just a dude who's doing too much. He's also the nigga who uh, going to walk in the barbershop and be like, hey, I got tickets for such such. Or who want to buy some deodorant? I got deodorant in fucking a bag of socks and shit. That mm-hmm. He just stole from somewhere. He tried to sell. It, it, he, Bibby is representing all them characters in all of them just right. happen to be shy. <laughs> right, yeah, that is a good point. Because, yeah, you go to a barbershop, people coming in, they selling fruit, they selling drinks, they selling DVDs. You know, they, they want you to come to their open mic. And, like, he's got all that going on right there. He's got a poster for the open mic, trying to sell your ass cable. He's selling toothpicks, 50 cent a pop. <laughs> Who sell toothpicks? Like, them loopies for real and shit. <laughs> And then, but I want, I want to go back to, like, the whole appointment thing. So, for okay. me, like, I've been going to the same barbershop since I've been down here. Shout out to Clipper Styles uh, down there in the third off of Old Spanish. But I've had five plus different barbers in that bitch. <laughs> because it's like, if I set an appointment with your ass and I'm waiting for, like, two, three hours, like, several times, I'm just going to mm-hmm. another barber, man. Fuck that. So right now my situation's dope, man. My barber, she pretty much looks like she looks like Snoop off the wire. You know what oh, okay. <laughs> and she's about so you the got business, another man. female barber. She's that's I, it's for some reason I always gravitate towards female barbers for some reason. So I've always had like yeah. that was my most consistent barber in Detroit. So and even right. when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, I so. remember that. This is how I be. Like, like, they're me, more reliable, man. I guess. Uh, like my hair looks immaculate and like it always like e- even when I don't get it cut, you know what I'm saying? Like it, the, the way it grows, I, I could go a couple weeks without a cut, but it's so easy for a barber to fuck up, man. Like because I got all type of swirls in it, and it's not like everybody else hair. You know what I'm saying? Like my, my shit is li- a little bit straighter. Like I got swirls where normal people don't got swirls. Like so, I'm used to getting fucked up haircuts like before if i'm looking for a barber like if i move to a different area and i try and find a barber around there i know i'm gonna have at least six or seven fucked up haircuts before i get a good one (laughs) and once i get that good one though like man 
even if we got in a scrap or something, I, I might be back the next week. It's just like, <laughs> look, man. <laughs> right. I still need my shit covered. That's that shit in the past, man. Let bygones be bygones. But, yeah, your fuck ass, that, man. Like, your my, ass finding a, a good barber is like the, the genie out of the fucking bottle in Aladdin with your Aladdin-ass fucking Bro. hair. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like, I used to go to this barbershop on 7 Mile and shit, and it, it just, this was when I was working six days a week. My only off day was Sunday. Barbershop, he closed on Sunday. He was over. I walk in there. It's only two people in there. It's him and another dude cutting. Like, and he was cool to the motherfucker. Like, I started taking my kids there. Like, we that 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 was the barbershop. But it was on Seven Mile, man. That shit was <laughs> too good for me. Like, I I and it wasn't even me. It, it, it's the kids. They didn't want to have that shit around the kids. Like, he was a lot of barbers do a lot of other stuff. Not all of it legal to, uh, to you know, make ends meet or whatever. And he was into that shit heavy. Like, I don't think I ever cut my hair when he didn't sell a motherfucker a bag of weed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. This is a shop hours. This motherfucker going out there, like, he hitting the blunt with him. They standing outside <laughs> talking <laughs> shit. But my chance is right there. <laughs> Then he told me like the uh like when I stopped going and shit like he had told me the spy got raided or whatever and blah blah I'm like man yeah I, I can't oh, bring man. my kids here no more yeah, <laughs> like it, it was call, a man. real tough decision though because that that's just how that serious that barber is man like yeah. when you get a good one you, you keep that motherfucker yeah and to that point like uh, added to the urgency for for uh, paperboy of just like oh I need a cut it's been a while he has a has a photo shoot coming up for for a magazine spread. Uh, where Bibby brings up an interesting point about the the Keanu, which is exaggerated, of course. Like they got a cat on a they they had a, they had a cat on the cover, but the cat it was them, those them two were on the cover too. But he was like, "You gotta let me cut your hair. You want somebody? You want to be on the poster? Or you want the cat on the poster? Meaning somebody else gonna fuck your hair up and it's gonna fuck your whole mindset up because yeah, that's how critical it is." To get your hair cut by a barber you trust, like especially if you got something important going on. Oh yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent. He said, "You want to be a nigga on the post, or you want to be had a cat on the post? <laughs> <laughs> you want to be on the post? You want a cat on the post?" <laughs> so oh, yeah, that, that just. Oh yeah, go ahead. So I, I didn't see that movie. I mean, what were your thoughts about about that reference? I mean, it wasn't like I I've been a guy who slept on Ken Pill. I never really watched the show. I mean, I really just caught on to him with my man made Get Out. So I didn't even oh, watch damn. Keanu. But, yeah. Man, I've been fucking with them since Mad TV. Like, uh, more, damn, I, and I, Jordan Peele. The boy more probably. than Peele. Yeah, because, like, he's, he's funnier than me, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, and he's from Detroit, too. So, uh, like, I've been fucking with him since Mad TV. Then they got a show, and it kind of took the place of the Chappelle show. It wasn't the Chappelle show, but it was the Chappelle show just light. But yeah. it was still funny as shit. I, like, I, they had some funny ass shit on there. Here's the thing. Like, when he said that, I thought that was weak because he's not the first person to do a sketch slash stand-up show. So... If people have they have a similar experience and they can pl- they can play that line the way you could because they're biracial or so have you, I wouldn't say that's doing your show. 
Yeah, but they literally were doing it. It was what they Dave Chappelle didn't come back and they put that on right there. Like, well, and they're doing some of the same. Type. And it's not just the fact that they were doing a sketch show. Like, they're kind of coming close to those same lines. He th Those boundaries he pushed, they're walking up to now. Like, you didn't see the type of shit Dave Chappelle was doing before Dave Chappelle. Not that's evolution, though. That's evolution. I mean, it could have came from anywhere. Somebody was going to be subversive about race and told a line. I mean, but you know. It came from Dave Chappelle, and then it came from Tim Peel directly after. <laughs> and I'm not saying that they did anything wrong. I enjoy their show. But, and then they, they give props to Dave Chappelle at every fucking turn. Like, they, they say, yeah, we wouldn't be here without Dave Chappelle, blah, blah. So, like, I, I ain't mad at him, but yeah. I feel Dave Chappelle too. Like, nigga, like, I walked away from this shit for my own reasons. You ain't really got no right to be mad about. You know they it's now you left the hole there. Somebody gonna fill that hole. Yeah, that's that's they, my point. They had like Carlos Mencia in there too. That that shit was trash. Minor Minor Mencia. Yeah. All, All right, right. Speaking of that, like it's a point I want to bring up. It's like interesting. Like the little the little things he was saying in his conversations were hilarious. I mean, I, I got to research right. this guy. I, I gotta assume he's a comedian somewhere, a working comedian. But oh, he said it. he said. Um, Man, I got two. What he say? Like he was like, "Hey, my fault. I couldn't speak Spanish. I thought King said me eighteen. Then what she have a wedding dress on for? About <laughs> <laughs> a girl at a Casey right. shit turning sixteen. Right. He was trying to get on. Had the vatos on his ass. Like like it. He was probably like he was like the white boy in Training Day. <laughs> Remember when he found right. <laughs> a girl wallet? Right. Shit. Even going back to the shit with the uh. With the Ken Peel shit, where he was like, um, yeah, they, you want to be the nigga in the shit, or you want to be the, uh, you want to put them to put the cat in the poster? He was like, they had the cat, like they they ain't put the niggas on the poster, but they dressed the cat up like a nigga. Nigga, you know what a nigga cat look like. You know what a nigga cat look like, nigga. Nigga cat look like. Like it did, so they had the little bandana on the cat. Right. <laughs> I think he had a bulletproof vest and a chain on. <laughs> Yeah, that shit was funny as hell. Oh, but a lot of things they did with this too. Like they they had a couple callbacks. Like, and I'm oh, I'm yeah, a fan yeah. of the callbacks. Mm -hmm. I love the callbacks. Like they had one where, uh, like, as soon as he sat down and after he stalled and stalled, he talking to somebody else on the phone. The paper boy like, bro, come on, I got some shit to do. He's like, oh, you got shit to do? I know. Have you seen that shit about the rapper who hit the group of people in the invisible car? <laughs> he like, you got to see the shit. Let me pull it up on YouTube. But so, he was actually there. Was, That's why he got a he got a warrant or something out. Exactly, exactly. But like that's just a callback to fucking uh, the janky promoter episode, uh, the fucking first season. Like it, I, I appreciate that shit because it's adding to the surrealism of the fucking the entire show as a whole. Mm -hmm. Like, and we needed this kind of whimsical episode after that uh, heavy ass one with Earn and uh, what's her name with Earn Van and. And damn, damn right, yeah, like, yeah. going through that relationship shit, like, it's, we not sure where they are right now. Like, the shit was heavy. So to hit us with this, like, lighter version, yeah, yeah, it, it was right on time. So, yeah, yeah, to that point, you know, about just the, the, the callbacks and stuff, yeah, like, I, like, to your point, it adds layers to the show um, and gives it more depth. And it's interesting that he uses that as a way to, to, to step away from 
Like this guy was already a part of this, and he uses that to step away and stall even further uh, before right, exactly. he's before he's cutting his hair. And then that leads us <laughs> to to the next scene where the phone rings and he's got the 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 wall. What is that like the the splash emoji the and the peach? Emoji. Right. <laughs> you know what that's about. You know. So he went to the bathroom and Paperboy's looking at his phone and he was looking like. Last emoji, and he's looking at, it and he the barber comes walking back out. He's like, "Hey man, your phone ringing. It's splash." He's like, "Man, don't 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 look at that. Don't look at that." So he pick up the phone and start talking, and immediately he's saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know, I'm on the freeway right now. Like, I'm, right, right. Where I'm, 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 I'm on my way. Like, I'll be there in a second." So he hang up. He's like, "Look, man." <laughs> then he get in the paperwork. He's like. Look, we could do this. I gotta, I gotta go run and blah blah blah. But come with me, come with me. Like I got you. Blah blah. It's just a quick. It's ten minutes away. So and that's what he says. You want me to? You want to be on the post, or you want the cat on the post? Later, you want right. all these other motherfuckers <laughs> to cut your hair, or you want it to be right? So you get the feeling like that. Paperboy is used to this. This is a barber he's been going to. Now he's having success, but, you know, like you say, he's regular, so he wants to be reliable and stay with somebody you know. But it's almost like the energy that Bibby has towards Paperboy, like even when he grabs his phone, he's like, oh, no, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Like he's treating him like he's one of his kids and shit, which is weird, you know. But, uh, yeah, now that takes right. us to the scene with the house, which I kind of didn't understand. So, uh, you know, he's, he's going to this, lady, to this lady's house. I guess he promised he's going to cut, her, cut his hair. Uh, but she says he's late. Shed some light on this for us. All right. So basically, when I was saying, "Oh yeah, he went to the barber shop and he was already sitting in the chair," like he's next, like that's better than my barber. That wasn't the case because it was a nigga in front of him. somebody else had already made an appointment that he was supposed to be cutting where he got paperboy. So like he went to the house, he was supposed to cut the kid hair, and. Apparently, I think that's that, that was his son too. So like he he was he was supposed to cut his son. I think that's his son. Like, I think that's his uh, like a single mom, and he's uh, messing with. And like I, that's what that uh, was. Yeah, that's, that's not that's not his kid. That's I like might be his, mistaken. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not his son. She's she's a single mom. Okay. And he's like like you know how that that's like you know how like you have coaches and mentors and stuff, the boys and girls club and shit like. Barbers have a unique position where they're in contact with a lot of single women. And it's the situation mm-hmm. where usually like if you like if a dude's dating a, a, a girl that's got kids, it's like a certain like, oh, you know, you got to pass some tests or it's a certain time period before you can meet my kids and know we're serious. Right. Like <laughs> he meets your kids immediately. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> and you got to deal with this dude. So it's like. It was a lot of that energy as a part of um, their their dynamic, but yeah, I, I totally got the got the vibe that that wasn't his kid. But in the in the summary, it says uh, visiting one of Bibby's girlfriends, cutting their son's hair. So like that that might be a mistake. Like I I, I kind of got that feeling too because he was talking about paying bills and stuff. You're not doing that to some chick you just smashed. You ain't you ain't paying the light bill. She ain't looking at you when the lights go off. You know like. So, oh, so that's why you think exactly. that's his kid? It's exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so, that's a good point because yeah. he's like, so, yeah, I thought you paid this, I thought you paid that. But then he's taking money out of her purse, like saying that's for the son's hair. <laughs> so. Right, because it, it's his son, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you supposed to do that free, like, no, that's for the cut. <laughs> You're like, get the fuck out of here. 
Yeah, that nigga is a fucking low life, man. <laughs> yeah, then how we like he to come in. It was how he comes in and saying, "Yeah, he was on the he was on the side of the road. He had queef car engine <laughs> carburetor had jaundice. Uh, I almost wasn't gonna help him, but all that Jesus stuff he taught me. Uh, thank you, baby. Right. Thank you, baby. Like flipping <laughs> like master manipulator, just try to flip anything to like. I'm gonna just say thank you for me fucking up because I fucked exactly. up because of your influence, and thank you for your influence." <laughs> Oh, uh, we missed the part though, man. Like so, <laughs> when they when they was in the car on the way over there, just oh yeah, yeah. This is just showing more and more about what type of dude you paperboy dealing with, like, cause baby, like, hey, yeah, you know, um, I, I do cable now. I store on cable. Like, if you you need me to put your shit, I hook you up. I had paperboy like this. Nah, man, I'm good. Like, and he kind of get like a fit. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, you see me trying to eat here, you ain't gonna. But you know what? Here, take some of my cars. Like, throw, throw them out to the crowd or something. Hey, hey, say, pass it by the studio. Make sure you get them loofies. Them bitches expensive. Like, nigga, what? So you gonna like, put you're, me you're to work? You're taking that as a, uh, as like, you're settling for. Okay, take my cars and distribute them for me since you don't want to fuck with. Like, like he, like he just owe it to her. You know what I'm saying? But I, I guess that's a better than to put me on. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> He's like, he's a guy that doesn't sell. Like, I'm going to get something out of this situation. I ain't going to settle for that. I'm not going to take no for an answer. So, I mean, that's something you got to appreciate. Every time. (laughs) Which brings us back to him after he cutting his son's hair, walking out, stealing money out of his baby mama's (laughs) purse. Like, hey, I got to get it. He's like, God bless you, baby. I got to go. God bless you, baby. (laughs) And I... The reliability of a barber should probably be back next week. Cause like mm-hmm. you ain't gonna have you have any any dude cutting your son head, even if the dude cutting your son head still the money out your purse and I. But that yeah, like <laughs> like you said, that's gotta be that's gotta be her her yeah. Like you're not paying bills in the house, you ain't staying in. You know that's gotta be okay. Right. But he called him Bibby, and then when he walked in, he said, "Hey, where your mom at?" Like it wasn't the energy around. But you know that's neither here nor there. Uh, you know yeah, he's you know, he's got more. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. But um, but yeah, still paper boy, still hanging in there. He's he's there at the at the in on the couch. He he cuts the he cuts the little boy's hair before he cuts his hair. He starts getting exasperated, <laughs> talking about. I know you ain't gonna drive me all around creation. Cuts his little boy hair before my. He's like, he just need a lineup. Like what they always do when somebody is uh, ahead of you. Oh, they just need a lineup. When they fucked up. Right, like, yeah, right. Two, oh, they just need a lineup and shit. Like, that's the famous line. Like, oh, they just getting a lineup. And then, uh, and then the first, and then they'll look at him like, nigga, no, I'm not just getting a lineup. Right. <laughs> they just wink at him like, there you is. You just get a lineup, nigga. Right. Because he in the chair, so he probably been waiting for fucking the same way you had. Right, like. And that, and that was the thing, man. It was starting to be like bottlenecks. Like one of my one of the barbers that I first go, I started going to, like he's just like my man Bibby, like in a sense. But he <laughs> had a point where dudes are scrapping about they spot. They got to the point, what? yeah, like getting into it. Like that boy, like nah, man, you gotta get your stuff in order, man. Like I just want to get in, get out. A lot of times, I don't want to just be lot lingering around. But back to the back to the house scene, so. He says so. He has the he has the uh, he has the barber cape on, and she's like, "Why he got a cape on? He a musician? I don't know." 
I'm supposed to know. <laughs> the, the kid says, you're a musician. Nah, I ain't no musician. <laughs> Bibby says, you a musician. Bibby's an idiot. That's me. And then the lights go off. And then the little boy said, was that your trick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, it, they had some, fun, some funny parts of this motherfucker, bro. Definitely. So, so then that, that gets us back on the road with uh, Bibby and Paperboy to another adventure. Um, they refer to Zaxby's, which I hadn't heard of until then. Shout out to Zaxby's. I guess it's very popular in Atlanta. There's a few out here. But they're actually, um, like, you know, Houston's big, man. So they're way out in, like, yeah. Cyprus and shit like that. I did not so even I've never know that had it before. Place. Yeah, yeah, so that's a real place um, okay. out that way. But so he, 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 he uh, like, as a peace off, like, I know I've been messing up your day. You like Zaxby's. <laughs> Paperboy's like, nigga, don't be rude. Of course I like Zaxby's. <laughs> so they go get Zaxby's, but they ain't at a restaurant getting Zaxby's. Where they at, Louis Newton? Where they at? Man, this nigga, he said, where, where the fuck we at? Paperboy talking to Bibby. And Bibby like, man, you, 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 you know I do construction, man. We just going over here, brother. He's like, bro, I thought you were talking, you were talking about getting Zaxby's. He's like, yeah, man, it's, 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 come here, come here. So he like, he opened up a container. He like, at the I microwave. know it ain't your leftovers, motherfucker. It's <laughs> <laughs> Bibby. He's like, I mean, no, it ain't left. I mean, I ate chicken wings. I ate a little bit of that bread, but <laughs> the, the fries is good. <laughs> and the so, sauce. He said, I ate the sauce. What the chicken to This is all you, right. man. <laughs> right, right. So, Paperboy, he realizes that he he just got spent again, but he still don't know why the fuck he's at a fucking construction site. Like, why are we mm-hmm. here? He's like, look, man, I... I need you to help me get this lumber in the truck. So on top of the no food, he getting like he putting him to work. <laughs> right now, now you work, and he like, man, come on, man. Like the quicker we get this done, the quicker we can get back and get your haircut. Right. You, you know you gotta do that photo shoot. Right. So like he eventually say like, oh, what the fuck else am I gonna do? I'm here. He like, man, come on, man. He's like. He was putting up three of them. He's like, you better pick up five. Use your back, bitch. And then he was like, I don't have that many muscles. <laughs> oh, shit. But oh, look, that's a callback, oh, too, because earlier in the episode, he talks about how his reason for why he was late to the person on the phone was because this, his toilet was stuffed up. And his and his girl hit all the plungers because she don't trust him around wood oh. and rubber. And here he goes stealing <laughs> some lumber. I missed that part, man. Talking about so. And then then the, the ladies, the, the dudes, I guess the wife pulls up. You're stealing my lumber. Well, I gotta reconfiscate this lumber because nobody had paid me. I've never heard of that. Is that a true thing? Like taking like your, I guess you could do that. That makes sense. You take your materials oh, back. Fuck yeah. So that makes sense. That but was, that's probably not what happened. That's like, not right. Knowing this motherfucker. <laughs> right. That's probably not what happened. He probably over, overcharged them for this shit. Like, oh, we going to need this much, blah, blah, blah. Then he was going to take the extra shit, like use it for somewhere. You know, that, that's what I'm thinking. But hell no. Like, you, you, Cause they wouldn't have been running. He like, yeah, she ain't gonna call the police, is she? No, right, she ain't right. gonna call the police. But you so I don't know about that. He wouldn't have been worried about it if uh, if he actually was owed that shit. He just 
He basically robbed their ass. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so after that, they bump into his older son. Like his older son, I, I say about high school age. He's skipping school with a couple of his friends. And Bibby pull up on him like, oh, hell no. They run. He chase him down. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I, I'm, you, you supposed to be in school and blah, blah, blah. But since you're not in school, did you pass out them flyers I gave you? Like, right, what? Right. <laughs> he got his son passing out flyers. When he's supposed to be in school, he ain't worried about that. He worried about the flyers. He gave them back to him. And he's like, oh, you, you ain't did nothing and shit. Like, he he don't even sound like he's taking them back to school. He's just about to have put them back on the road. He's like, get past the rest of these motherfuckers out. Mm-hmm. But... At that point, he uh, we we get a, a more down to earth, real moment. Like Paperboy sat sat in the truck while he talked to his son. So Bibby he tells Paperboy, "Hey, come out here and talk talk to my son, talk some sense into him." And Paperboy like, "Nigga, what?" Like he like, "Man, that's my son." And Paperboy he start rolling his eyes and shit. Then Paperboy he uh no his son sees Paperboy and the first thing he says like, "Is that Paperboy?" What's wrong with his hair? Why he don't look fresh? <laughs> <laughs> you don't look fresh or famous or nothing. <laughs> right, right. So Paperboy hear that. He get out. Like, now nah, he mad. He walking straight up on him. He getting the sub face. Like, and he, like, right in his face. And he like, look, motherfucker. I'm a regular nigga. Like, I'm famous, but I'm a regular person. Famous people need to get their hair cut. Why my hair look like this? Your punk ass daddy was supposed to cut it, but he had me driving me all the way around the world and shit. Like, so it, it was just a real moment with him just speaking to just the humanity of people who are in the spotlight. Like, they had bad days like that, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's a good point. You, yeah, you, you got to, they, they showing that humanity, you know. You, you got to give people that that space to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And then also, just obviously, just a, a running theme is that after all of that, it's, Bigsby's son says, so, can you put me on? I got five, right. five mixtape. <laughs> at least he has a mixtape. At least he's not, not, not saying, hey, I'm exactly. trying to get like you. I need this shit. <laughs> Nothing to offer. Just <laughs> And according to Bibby, the mixtape was indeed fire. <laughs> but you can't believe Bibby, man. You believe anything is fire if he can get some money off of it. You believe, right. You believe Ice was fire if he can get some money off of it. <laughs> Bro, this fucking show is Seinfeld with the callbacks, man. I I love this shit. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice. I mean, I still think more Kirby enthusiasm because when you're looking at it through like the person's perspective, like this is the perspective of uh, this is the perspective of uh, Paperboy of like. What you have to go through, at, even when you're famous, it's like the downside of being, you know, having a gold record and all these things. It's like you're still a normal right. person. You got to get things done. And, like, you see him being confronted with the trappings of fame, people wanting things from him and stuff. So that's why I get more of the Curb Your Enthusiasm bent than Seinfeld. But see, and the reason, oh, go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. All right, the reason I would say Seinfeld, though, is just because with Curb, it was strictly Larry David. Like, mm-hmm. every story, it felt like it was happening yeah. to Larry David. Right, and you right. saw it through the, the lenses of him. As with Seinfeld, it was more um coll- collaboration of, like, different people. It was, you had George, you had Elaine, you had uh, fucking 
Kramer, bitch ass, and then you had this. Like, <laughs> Ernst was yeah, I, yeah, I haven't forgot about that shit. <laughs> Fuck Kramer. Man. Yeah, I mean, that is indeed oh, a good for point. For those of y'all who have forgot, like, he went to a comedy show and, uh, so I guess he was getting heckled and, like, it, it was about some black dudes and he was shot off, like, at the top of his lungs. There were some niggers, like, 50 years ago, we'd have you tied up with forks shoved up your ass and, like, nigger, and he just kept yelling, nigger. There's a nigger, there's a nigger. Yeah, that was crazy. Like, he, yeah. Yeah. like, yeah. it's so, funny, like, like, Dave Chappelle's take on that was funny. It was like, the black, black dude in me was upset, but the comedian in me was like, whoa, Kramer's <laughs> having a rough night. Hold in there. Hang in there, Kramer. <laughs> Hang in there, Kramer. It gets better. Hang in Because <laughs> that would be me. Because, like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a working comic. You know, I'm hanging around a lot of comedians. Like, and I know a lot of white guys, man. If one of them spazzed out, part of me be like, he's really dying up there. You know, like, <laughs> hang in there, my guy. Like, like it's like you know me. I don't see color anyway, so you know. I'll be yeah, like, no, he I, must know somebody who from from Niger, and he's saying nigger. <laughs> I'd have punched that nigga in the throat as soon as he walked off the stage. <laughs> punched him in the throat. <laughs> throat punch. What you saying? Throat, throat punch that nigga. And like like with the open palm, like right with the the part of your thumb and your right there, just hit him real quick. Oh, yeah, you ain't going to jail it. for that. Yeah, quick it. as hell. So that so exactly. now they're now now back to the episode episode now they're in the car. Um he he's scolding his son about how disappointed he's in he is in him. Typical uh Bibby, he's all over the place. He's not looking at the road, he's talking to his son. Paperboy is like, <laughs> hey man, watch the road. He's like, I got this, I got this. You know. Repeat it. <laughs> do you do you uh do you, Stop jacking off with my with my good lotion. He's like, oh, you really gonna do that right in front of Paperboy? Talking about as far as like his grievances. Then, bam, he runs into a lady at a stop sign. Rear ends her. Hits that lady from the back. So, what were your take on that? Like, that can this day get any worse? My thing was at this point, like. It had crossed over for from it being okay. I need my haircut, and you wasting my time. To I'm on parole, right. or is he on probation or parole? I, I, I'm I, can't I think he's on probation, probation, but I'm on probation, and you, without my knowledge, you got up, uh, fucking entering onto somebody's property without their permission, stealing shit. Mm-hmm. Like she seemed like I'm famous. Like mm-hmm. it's not like I'm just a regular nigga. I'm famous. Right. Oh, Paperboy stole my wood. <laughs> like you can see yeah. that on Fox News right now. Paperboy, exactly. multi like gold selling, uh, urban trap artist steals wood <laughs> from suburban Georgian white lady. And that's the type of shit that'll get you a year in prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like your whole career off the rails and shit. Who the fuck did that just happen? You, you want some Meek Mill shit now. Nah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, in, you, you in that system and you beholden to them to whatever the fuck they want to throw at you. You basically 
when when you make bad decisions, you lose the opportunity to make good decisions because somebody else making them decisions for you. That judge deciding whether you could go do this show or not, or whether you could do be here or be over there. So like. Baby, he crossed over into that line. Then mm-hmm. with the hit and run, hit the lady, ran off and shit. Again, paper boy Fred ran into the back of, of the crime. Right. I can't feel my leg. Yeah, <laughs> that's who they are. Like that's that's a good point. Any anytime something happens, whether it's a show and like say a security guard punches somebody or somebody gets mm-hmm. in a fight at concert or what or a party, they're suing the famous mm-hmm. person. They're going after the biggest fish yep. in that room. So they didn't get them to settle. Yep. So, yeah, exactly. It went from this dude, you know, he, he BSing, bullshitting, you know, wasting my time to I've just fled two. I just fled the scene of two crimes. <laughs> fucking with this nigga exactly. today. So exactly. didn't sign up for none of that. None of that. Like, I came here early. I'm here to get my hair cut so I can go eat, do whatever I got to do. Now I'm, I fled two, two crime scenes because of your ass. Yeah, yeah, I, he gotta whoop this nigga ass after he get his shit cut. Like after he get his shit cut, like you you kind of gotta whoop this nigga ass, man. Like he he done violated some horrible. All types of yeah. he's all types of violations, man. So then they hit her from the back, and it's like she good, she good. I'm like initially I thought like they're going too hard, like the like if they hit hit her and she's pregnant. Yeah, like that you. Fried, you fried. Like if that's the case, but all right. So they end up getting making it back to the barber shop, and once they get there, like they walking up. It's on the second floor. They walking up, and he gets another phone call, Bibby, and he's like, "Oh, you need that? Oh, you should have told me, man. Like you know, I got it on me right now. All all you need to do is just you should have called me earlier. Like I'd be on my way in one second, man. Like just go ahead, man. I'm on. Matter of fact, I'm on my way right now." And Paperboy looking at him like in his face, right. lost his mind. Like he's standing right next to him as he's saying that. And like he get off the phone, like okay, man, I'll be here in a minute. Then he said, "Hey, man, I gotta run to the car real quick." <laughs> Paperboy just yoked his ass up like appropriately yoked like, this nigga <laughs> up, right? And he gets the point. He's like, uh, "We just go get your haircut, man. We're gonna cut your hair." So, so yeah, at that point, like yeah, you get the haircut, but. You still got you. You got an ass whooping. And then he walking <laughs> out. He wasn't gonna pay. Him. Like right. no way in hell does that barber get. Like if you take too long or if you, you fuck my shit, you you do some shit. I might ha- I might pay you half. I might not pay you at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it, nigga, what? It's whatever, nigga. <laughs> right. What? But he end up he end up paying him anyway. Try he drive it on the floor. Like but Bibby was really old. Like bro, you ain't gonna pay. You forgot to pay me, man. I need this. Nah, bro. <laughs> like that's like, that's not how that no goes. Tip. <laughs> it's like right, he no tip. <laughs> like he expected a tip after that. <laughs> but I mean, I want nice man. Like, you were saying this shit was cold, but that shit was okay as hell. Well, I, I, I was speaking more to um, just the the cinematography around the haircut, okay. the way they made okay. it seem like it's this this craftsmanship. Right, like- um, that he's an expert at what he does, and it, it, it kind of alludes to like this is his saving grace, and, 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 it, and even deeper than that, it alluded to black people are black men in particular are unemployable in a lot of cases. Unfortunately, you need a trade, so it's like 
all his niggas yeah. fuckery, stealing wood, hitting runs, irresponsible, late. He can cut hair. So he'll always eat because he can cut hair. He has a trade. Like the Booker T. Washington kind of model of things as opposed to W.E.B. Right. Du Bois where it's get education and scholarship and all this. Like, nah, nigga, know how to cut people hair. Niggas going to always need to get yeah, their hair cut. You're always going to have to get your grass cut. You're always going to have to sweep up the dirt. So so there was, there was that yeah. aspect of it that, that I appreciated. You like I think they Washington ass nigga. That you all up from slavery, motherfucker. <laughs> I need to be more of a Booker T. Washington nigga. I need to train, man. <laughs> I need to be an electrician or something on the side. I don't know. That way you always get money. So that was that part. So it's like nobody can fire you if you're a barber. Like you just go to the next barber shop right. or start your own thing. But um, yeah, so mm-hmm. he comes back, you know, so they, you know, he comes back. So this scene has been entirely Bibby, Paperboy, and a couple of, you know, loose end players here and there. So they, he comes back, you know, for his next haircut. Bibby says, Paper boy, I wasn't expecting you. You right on time. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then Paper Boy walks right past him and goes to another barber. And this is where I felt it was unrealistic, man, because any any dude, any black dude, especially a, a Paper Boy's age, has heard that term two or three or whatever as far as the length. So I felt it was a little unrealistic that that question stumped him and had him questioning his decision to go to another barber. Of uh, Him asking him how, he, how low he wanted his cut. So I felt the, right. the episode ended a little weak. But what, what were your thoughts on that? Well, I got a kind of slightly different take. Maybe uh, like... It could have been a situation where we don't know how long Paperboy been going to him. Like it could have been like he been going to that barber since he was fucking sixty years old. This is true. You know what I'm saying? That much is true. Like so, with that, like it might have been a oh I don't know how I don't I I don't know the technical terms. Nigga, you know how I like my hair. I know how I like my hair. I like what you do. Nigga, give me what the same shit you always do. Mm-hmm. Like, cause me. I've never said a one or a two. Like what, what I say is, uh, give me a taper, keep it dark, or give me enough for brush, or j- just cut the size down a little. Like so, uh, I, I could. And then once I get in the rhythm, like you kind of you you get into that rhythm with your barber. Like and when you've been going with somebody for years, like it might be like if you was getting a fucking bald fade for the past fifteen years, and then you go to a new barber and he asks you about a taper. You ain't gonna know what the fuck you talking, and you're gonna be like, damn, I, I, I miss my old barber. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, I, I, I can see that. I can see it. My thing was, I always ask questions because I knew, like, if this barber messed up a couple of times on the timing, I, I got my right information because, you know, my hairline's been in recession since, since the 10th grade. <laughs> so I gotta be very, very particular <laughs> about, you know, making sure, you know, they know what I want. So. That's, but that's a good point, you know, like if you've been going to somebody so long and then especially the dynamics of their relationship, you could tell like he's been going to him since probably he was just just selling weed or something, you know, way before he even started rapping. So that's a good point. So, you know, that that is that episode. I mean, I want to, you know, a couple of things I thought were interesting about the barbershop. Like they had a big, um, I guess there's an there's an Atlanta soccer team. So they had a big big flag for the Atlanta soccer team in the, in the barbershop. You, you rarely see that. 
Yeah, never. <laughs> MLS stuff. I have uh, never seen any soccer related anything in a barbershop. So that was and I, the barbershop I used to go to was sport cuts. <laughs> like they had fucking um, basketball jerseys hanging. They had actual rims in there. <laughs> like pictures with all the like they they had a couple uh autographed pictures of the Tigers or whatever, but no no soccer ever. Which is interesting because that's a sport we could dominate, man. If black people started playing soccer. Don't we don't don't like the uh, Africans and shit be? Yeah, no, that's what uh, I'm saying. Africans and Brazilians, man, they getting Brazilian. that paper. They getting that paper. What about ain't Manchester United supposed to be cold? Yeah, they not black. No, I'm saying black people playing soccer like that's a sport. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like American the, like dudes should play soccer. Oh, right. Like the yeah, yeah. Like if we got into yeah, we a whole different breed over here. That's what I'm saying. But um, yeah. yeah, that I mean, I guess that rounds out. Anything else you want to add to this episode? Uh, no, no, man. This was like um, wasn't too heavy, topical, couple jokes here and there type episode. But it was needed that that change of pace was needed, in my opinion. So no, I'm good. Uh, and to my earlier point, I feel like the, the episode was was almost required, given given the right. platform. Given you know the importance of the barbershop and, and the importance this show has in, in, in pop culture and, and being authentic to the black experience, so yeah, I thought it was a solid oh. episode. Um, go ahead. Speaking of that, like what I would love to see is this being a recurrent theme. Like if we talk in Atlanta, ten episode or ten seasons down the road, I think I need a barbershop episode. Each one of them seasons. And it don't have to be about, like, oh, the janky barber. Or just have, and I would have liked to see all three of them in a barbershop at the same time. Like, just talking, like, and that type of thing. Like, and something come from there or something like that. Like, I would love to see that now that you mentioned that. But, yeah, that would be all. Yeah, because Earn looks like he probably gets his cut haircut from, uh, from like, super cuts or something. Oh man, he go to Van. Van cut <laughs> right. He used to get his hair cut by like, you know, like at college dorm rooms and stuff. <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it was a solid episode. It was needed. Um uh this this along with Helen and then, you know, our our, our following episode that we're gonna cover, I feel uh speaks to like it, it's it's exploring these these other characters a bit more. So given Paperboy his whole his whole episode, um it didn't really go that deep into him as a person, but it just shows how he reacts in that situation and his loyalty and it, it, I feel like it added layers to his his uh character. So all in all, very solid episode. Uh next episode we're gonna talk about is that Teddy Perkins. What popped off on that, which is a deep barn burner. So uh, <laughs> yeah. till then, you know what I mean. Just, just, just stay, stay tuned. Stay, stay tuned. Anthropology. We'll keep bringing you that content for you to consume. We get it cracking out here early. <laughs> Peace. Peace.